0: Hello and welcome to whatever. Uh, this is the podcast that you're listening to. If you're new, welcome. If you're not new and you've been listening for a while, also welcome back. Um, happy to have you listening. This is a bit of bonus content, not a standalone um, episode where I rant and rave about whatever I want to and crack jokes. But there's plenty of those. If you want to listen to those um, in the in our in my little uh, catalog discography, if you will. Um, But this is a little bit of bonus content where I thought it would be a fun way to kind of engage some of my listeners and the listeners I'm engaging are my female audience, my, my female friends. Um, and so I thought, you know, I'd reach out to a bunch of my female friends and say, Hey, I have this idea for my podcast where I want you to send in your questions that you've always had for men. And I being a man myself will answer those questions. From the male perspective now a bit of fair warning i will say um some or probably most of these questions can only be answered on a case-to-case basis because every guy is different and then some of the questions will probably be have a more universal answer so on those case case-to-case to case questions where it's like you know i'll probably say something like you know it depends on the guy I'll be answering from my own perspective and, you know, my thoughts and feelings on the on the question. Um, but some of them might also be universal. But without further ado, let's get into the first question here. Sent in from Vanessa Seneseros. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I never heard her actually say her last name. Uh, I've only seen it written down. So, Vanessa, feel free to correct me if I said your name, your last name wrong. Um, but, yeah, we'll uh, we'll listen to her question here.
1: All righty, dog. First question:
0: Why do guys smell? Why are they so stinky? Okay, so <laughs> Vanessa is asking, um, "Why do guys smell? Why are we? Why are we so stinky?" She said. Um, now, obviously, there's the case of when dudes are active. You know, I don't know. They they play a game of football with their friends. They go out in the woods or something. I don't know. Um, They have an active time and perhaps they uh, forgot their deodorant that morning or something like that. Um, A smell will begin to arise. And I think that, you know, that's just a natural thing. I don't know if that happens with women. Um, In my experience, women typically just smell good and just just present lovely smells. Just present present lovely scents you know um so way to go ladies <laughs> um but yeah i mean there's there's a factor of like a guy is active he forgot his deodorant or whatever he's going to end up probably smelling a little bit um stuff like that happens but i will also say just kind of an interesting thought behind that question um to answer it is male hygienic products I think that in recent years, they've come a long way for sure, because you know, a lot of guys are, are waking up to the fact like to, to the fact that, you know, it's important to take care of your hygiene. Um, you know, not just for the sake of smelling good, looking good, getting attention from ladies. Um, but also for the sense of like just personal health and personal hygiene is just a good practice, you know? Um, but even then, even then, I think that scent products, like I think a lot of male hygienic products have come a long way. Like I'm, I'm just starting up a uh, skin routine, right? Cause I realized why well, my face so bumpy and stuff. And then I realized, Oh, you gotta like get a cleanser and lotion and such. So I'm doing that stuff now. And you know. We're doing that. Um, but I will say male hygienic products, when it comes to scent and smell, still a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of cologne out there that smells awful. And for some reason it's still marketed. I don't, I don't know why it just is and it's sold and it, and it makes money. Um, And a lot of dudes also don't really know how to apply cologne. They go way too hard in the paint. And they're just putting four, five, six spritzes out there. You need maybe maybe two, but one should do the trick. Just spray it in the air. Settle under it, dude. Let it settle upon you. Or if it's a rub-on thing, maybe on the wrist a little bit, just rub the wrists together. Or... Maybe just a little dab on the neck, on the sides of the neck, you know, just a little dab. You don't need a lot because cologne is, can be overwhelming. Um, and then I will say also ladies, so y'all's, uh, like deodorant or, or whatever kind of products like that, the scents that are marketed are scents that are, um, make sense, you know, no pun intended, but the scents are like tangible, Where it's like, you know, smell like strawberries or something like that. Dudes, like you look at our deodorants and it's like a concept. Like my deodorant, I look back. Dude, my deodorant says Northwoods. What is that? What is that? Which Northwoods? There's so many Northwoods. There's so many woods in the North. Which one? Do they all smell good? Also, I smell that deodorant. It doesn't smell like woods at all. How do you... And capture the smell of Northwoods. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think... I think to answer your question, Vanessa, I think it's... um, The male stinkiness epidemic, which is not really an epidemic because I don't think... I don't... I I would say most men either don't smell like anything or just accidentally occasionally smell bad. And what I will say to that is... Male hygienic products still have a long way to go, and also, if they forget deodorant, you know it's over. Um, so we'll we'll move on to the next question, um, and we'll do we will do Eileen's question. My friend Eileen Benitez, um, she sent in a clump of questions here that are fantastic. Uh, she didn't record her voice on these, so I'm just gonna say the questions um, and then answer them. Um, But she did tell me that she had uh, a bunch of her friends also send in a couple questions to give her ideas about questions. And then she sent them to me. So um, thank you to Eileen's friends. If you're listening to this, welcome to the podcast. Hope you enjoy. Um, But the first question from Eileen is, how do you know if a man is pursuing you? Are there any small giveaways? I would say this is pretty case by case, but it can also be a little bit universal too. Um, I would say a big thing to look out for if a, if a man is like trying to pursue you is, is he constantly reaching out to you? Is he initiating conversation? And now there's some dudes out there who have a lot of stupid pride about them where they're like, Oh, I'm not reaching out first. I'm, I'm the prize. I'm, I should be reached out to, Hey bud, what prize, you know, just put in the work. And it's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, usually they're going to be trying to talk to you. And also, I think a big thing is when you're in group settings, um, if if he senses that he has some sort of um, chance with you in group settings a lot of the time, he'll do what he can to be near you. Just to be just to be next to you. Not even near necessarily talking to you. Like if you're all are sitting down in a circle or something. He'll try to sit next to you. Or standing around. Just talking. Um, at a party or something. He'll just try to be next to you. Because he likes your presence. He wants to be next to you. Um, if, he's, if he likes you. And he senses that. Maybe there's not a chance. Then he'll probably do that. A little bit less. But he'll also try it. Because. Your presence is a big deal, too, guys. Like, there's something about a woman's presence is just very calming, usually. Um, unless she's just not a calming person, <laughs> then there's, you know, that difference. But I would say those are two things to look out for. Um, what else? Um, oh, also, um, if he takes interest in what you say or what you do or like even things you suggest to him or something like I don't know give him like an easy test is like hey um I read this book I think you'd like if he takes that book and reads it most likely he's interested in you or he's just a big reader but then again a lot of the dudes I know including myself we don't really read as much as women tend to like reading. I I've noticed that kind of a pattern is women tend to like reading way more than men like, like to read. So I don't know. Um, but then there's, there's dudes out there who are just loving to read. So not every dude, but, um, yeah, wants to be near you, um, initiates conversation a lot with you, texts you a lot. Um, stuff like that, simple stuff like that, you know, Um, which also can be vague too, just because it's, you know, those things can also just be him being a good friend, right? And maybe he's not that interested in you actually. So what I'm saying is those could be signs, what I said, but also don't read too much into them because guys are kind of dumb when it comes to you girls and we don't know how to show interest while playing it cool most of the time there's some dudes that do um me personally i don't i'm still you know i'm trying to play it close to the chest because i wear my heart on my sleeve i tend to and uh you know i'm trying not to give my feelings away too much you know in my current situation in such um but you know stuff like that um the next question is do you play it cool when interested in someone, or are you straightforward? Uh I mean, I guess they're asking. Are they asking me as what I would do if I was them, or they're asking me what I do? Hmm. I think they're asking me though. I think they're asking me. Yeah. I, I think Eileen was asking me, yeah. So I try I try to play it cool in the past well, like I said, I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve. And so my emotions are just kind of visible. You can read my face pretty easily. I would say, um, at least now I would say. Um, and also, you know, when I had crushes before I would try to hide my feelings, but you know, they just kind of show themselves. They just kind of show themselves. So I'm just trying to I I try to play it cool, but I've always pretty much failed at that. Um, but there's also timing to being straightforward. I believe that being straightforward and being bold is a good thing and that there is a time and place for it. So you got to have have to time the being straightforward part. But yeah, me personally, I play it cool, but I've grown a lot in my confidence recently. So when the timing comes... I am not afraid to be straightforward when I need to. Um, The next question is, do you think it's okay if a girl lets a guy know she's interested in them? Or should it always be the man letting the girl know? Oh, dude, listen, ladies, I'm telling you what, dude, guys want you. Just just straight up. Now, not every guy is going to want you because that's normal. But more guys want girls than girls want guys, for sure, 100%. Okay, and if you let a guy know that you're interested, I'd say 85% chance you're in. Okay, because dudes are freaking scared of you (laughs) and not because you're terrifying creatures. It's because you're such beautiful creatures that it's very intimidating most of the time. And so we don't know how to approach. We don't know how to push it forward a lot of the time, especially me. Right. So we're just trying to like, do we play it cool? Do we go straight forward? How do I not creep this woman out? Right. So if you're interested in a guy, don't play games. Don't play games. I think that's one thing that I want to get out there is nobody should be playing games because it's annoying. Right. Just don't play games. Be out there. Be like, you know, hey, I feel this way. Do you feel the same? If not, that's cool. Let's let's just continue being friends. Right. I think that is totally fine. And you have a way higher chance of getting the kind of response you want back than guys do usually. Is that unfortunate? Yes, but it's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, Next question is what do you personally look for in a possible significant other? Ooh, interesting question. Okay. Well, first and foremost, a God fearing woman, right? She's got to have a good relationship with God with, uh, with the big man upstairs. Okay. Because, that's just important to me, you know, that she is a believer, that she has a good relationship with God. Um I would also say a good relationship with her family. Now, I know not everybody has control over that. Some of their families are some people's families are just awful. It's just an awful situation that and then that's out of their control. Um so that's not what I'm talking about. But uh, what I'm talking about is when it is in in their control and their family are just good people. You know just down-to-earth people and she's sitting there being mean and bad-mouthing them all the time because what they don't let her vape or something then you know get away dude um be nice to your parents and your siblings and then we're chilling and i and i and i can appreciate that um gosh what else <clears throat> Dude, it's honestly so cold in my house. So if my voice is shivering, I think our heater is broken. Like I can't get the thermostat up. So it's cold right now. So if my voice is shivering, that's why. Um, what else though? There's a lot of different things that I, I definitely look for. Um, I, I I mean, it's cliche to say a little bit, but just like a kind person in general. Like just somebody who's just kind. You know, just generally nice. Is that bare minimum? Oh, absolutely. But still, you look out on the Internet sometimes and it's just like, oh, man, people are kind of awful nowadays. Huh? Um, um One another thing. She doesn't play games. I, I don't play. Dude, I don't want to play games. You know, let's just be honest with our feelings. Let's have an open line of communication at all times. Let's just be honest with each other so that we can grow as a couple. That's what I want in a significant other. Absolutely. Um. Also, loyalty. That's bare minimum, too. But when I say loyalty, I mean like I'm not one of those dudes where it's like women can't have guy friends because all the guys want to do is sleep with them. Look, man, then that's your friends like your friends suck. Right. Or their friends suck or like you're just hanging around bad dudes. I hang around good dudes. So you want to be friends with my friends? Absolutely. You want to be friends with your other guy friends? That's fine. And also if they have ulterior motives, it's on them. I trust you. But what I am saying to that effect is don't flirt with anybody other than me because that's wrong to me right? Even if, cause there's people out there who are like, well, I'm just flirty naturally, or it's just, it's just harmless, playful flirting. It's not harmless. It hurts when you do that, you know? So don't do that. Don't play, don't play those games. Don't play those games. Just be loyal, you know, be friendly to other people. Sure. Absolutely. Be friendly to other people, but don't be flirty. Cause then it's like, what are you doing? You know? Um, so yeah, I think those are like, Probably top things, top, very simple things, a couple of them, bare minimum, but at the same time, it's stuff that I'm, I'm looking for, right? Um, and it's stuff that you'll get back from me, right? Cause if I expect, if I expect that from you as my significant other, you will 100% get the same behavior back from me. Okay. Cause that's mutual respect. It's 50, 50 two way street. Okay. That's what it is. Um, Oh, that's a huge question. Um, Have you ever been in love before? I think that I have thought I was in love before. I did have a major heartbreak with a girl who she was using me to get to one of my best friends at the time. Um, And my best friend also knew that I liked her and he still went after her. And so they both kind of betrayed me, and that hurt me for a long time. Um, and I was very closed off to relationships and trusting people, and especially trusting women for like four, four ish years, probably. Um. So yeah, that one hurt pretty bad. I think I thought that I was in love with her, but um, I. Don't believe love. I don't believe falling in love with someone actually happens until you're in the relationship. And I know I have another question relating to that, so I'm not going to fully answer that yet, so I can answer that later on that question. But I'll say that much. So I don't think I've been in love yet. I think I've had very strong feelings and infatuations with women before but I don't think I've actually legitimately been in love before because I've never had a legitimate relationship before um oh okay a good question this is you know heavy topic of debate uh should a man pay for women's meals all the time or just sometimes um oh also this kind of reminded me of um you know what do you personally look for in a possible significant other Um, be being grateful for things and gestures that I make towards you romantically. Um, don't be, please. Oh my God. I, I hear about it. Like where women are just like straight up stuck up to their man after he tried to do a romantic gesture, like he like buying her a car and she's like, well, why isn't it a Lambo? He bought you a car, dude. Or that, or that one video <laughs> where the guy took a, a woman on a first date to Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory, mad expensive. I haven't been in a while, but I think it's pretty good food. And then she's like, you going to take all this to a chain restaurant? It's like, what do you mean, dude? It's Cheesecake Factory. He's spoiling you right now. Um, so, you know, being gener- just just in general, being grateful and a decent human being. But... Should a man pay for a woman's meals? And then should that be all the time or just sometimes? Um, look, I'll say this. Most of the time, the man is the pursuant in a romantic situation, in a romantic scenario. So I believe that it is common decency to pay for a woman's meal if you are pursuing her on a date where a meal is included. For instance, I have a very good friend. Who I took on a date once uh, more for the sense of encouragement, not for, you know, romantic things. It's it, it was just more of like a friend's date, you know. But um, in order to encourage her, I I paid for her meal. Right. But then there was another time we hung out and we were going to go to Shake Shack. Shake Shack gets a little pricey. I couldn't afford forty dollars worth of hamburgers. But I could afford my meal. And so I asked her, I was like, hey, you know, Shake Shack is great. Do you want to go? I know it's pricey, though. Letting her know that, like, I couldn't pay for her. And She was like, yeah, that's totally fine. So we, we hung out. And then she paid for her meal. I paid for mine. And it was cool, right? And so there's different settings where a man, I believe, should pay for the meal. Now, should it be all the time? Well, whose idea was the date, you know? I think that there, that's, a question, that's a question to be answered. Um, but also, if you're in a relationship with a man, most of the time he's probably going to be paying for your meal because um, he loves you and he wants to make you feel encouraged and happy and things like that. Um, but also, every once in a while, you should pay for his meal too to make him feel encouraged and happy and loved as well. So I think that's that's just kind of good practice to put into to put into play. And the last question is what do you wish you would have learned sooner? There's a lot, dude. There's definitely a lot that I wish I learned sooner. Um I think I think a big one as a man is that I wish I learned sooner that women don't owe me anything, right? Because for a while, you know, after my heartbreak, I was very in that space of like, I was nice to her. Why didn't she like me back and date me or whatever? She didn't owe me anything. Now, did she do me dirty? Yes, but still didn't owe me anything, right? Um, You know, went into that nice guy mindset. Now, thank God I had enough wits about me to not put out that nice guy incel Garbage onto women, and like like say some crazy stuff to women out there, um but you know, I was thinking that for a while, and then it took some healing and it took some time to realize like look, women don't owe me anything it's you know just because I'm nice to a woman does not mean that she should automatically be interested in dating me um so I think that's one thing um that I wish I'd learned sooner. And I mean, it's, it's also kind of obvious, but you know, it's a, it's, it's a lesson to be learned. And, you know, I was also thinking those thoughts from a place of hurt because hurt people hurt people, but I was a hurt person who thankfully didn't hurt people. Um, what else? What else? I was thinking about it cause I read these questions last night just to get a little bit of my thoughts on them. Um, I thought about something last night, but I can't remember it now. Um, I'll go back to it if it, if it comes back to me though, so that I'm not too long on these questions, but, um, thank you. Oh, thank you, Vanessa, for your question. And thank you, Eileen, for those questions. And thank you for, uh, Eileen's friends sending in some of those question ideas. Um, very good questions. And I hope you got, uh, some answers that you were looking for. <laughs> um, this one comes, The these few questions come from my friend, Haley Dawson. So Haley, uh, let's play your questions out. Hello, okay. I have a couple questions. Hold on, her. There was some. Okay, hold on. Let me. Her audio kind of did something weird on the first recording for some reason. So let me. I'll take. I'll take the pop filter off, just so that you guys can hear it a little bit better.
1: Hello Nikolai. Okay, I have a couple questions. I'm literally doing this off the top of my head. But my first question is. What do guys talk about if they talk when they, like, get with other guys? Like, whether it be, like, one-on-one or, like, in a group. Like, I'm curious to know both. Like, one-on-one and, like, in a group. Like, what do you talk about, you know?
0: Okay. So, oh, let me put the pop filter back. So, her first question is, what do guys talk about when they get together? Um, I would say that depends on who I'm meeting with and what we're doing and what the purpose of what we were doing is. Because I have a lot of guy friends who you know, want meaningful conversation. Um, but then again, they also have Times where they don't want meaningful conversation, they just want to chill, and that's just that's pretty universal with dudes overall. I would say at least straight dudes. You know, I I, I can't speak for others, but um, you know, there's there's times where I want to have a meaningful conversation, and then there's times where I just kind of want your presence around, but I don't necessarily even want to talk. Right? Um, I just want to chill. So there's times where you'll have that where. You know, a few guys get together, watch sports at a bar or something or watch sports at at home or you get together playing some video games. Uh, maybe you go outside, play some football with the boys, um, stuff like that. Just chilling, um, not time for meaningful conversation or anything like that. But then there's times where it's meaningful conversation um, where you get together in a one-on-one setting usually. Or sometimes you just have like a D group where you just get together and and in a group and have meaningful conversation together as, as a brothers in Christ. Um, but I would say one on one, typically, typically, I would say what comes up in conversation is just going to be like, you know, catching up on life um, with each other, um, talking about you know, something we might be struggling with or just hard times where we've fallen on or something like that, you know, um, or maybe just asking advice. Um, and I would say sometimes we, I would say like 20 ish percent of the time in those conversations, if there's a girl, we'll talk about the girl or something like that, but not most of the time really. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about girls sometimes in and be like, you know, I'm interested in this girl. What do you think about my situation? Stuff like that. Um or, you know, married men will probably talk about their wives or their kids situations and stuff like that. Um group setting D group typically more focused on talking about God or 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 girls that comes up in, in group conversation way more than one-on-one for some reason, in my experience, at least. Um, or just sometimes group conversation just kind of devolves into sports talk or something like that. You know, um, sometimes setting up a meaningful time of conversation will accidentally devolve into talking about stuff that isn't meaningful. Um, and then there's other times where you do get together and talk, but it's just talking about, not meaningful things like sports or video games or uh, I don't know, you know, (laughs) the latest guns. (laughs) I I mean, I don't know all the things that dudes talk about, but um, yeah, that's, I think that's pretty much it on, on that. Um, It just depends on who you're talking to, who you're meeting with and what the setting is and uh, what was planned on meeting with. And by what I mean, who you're meeting with is, Um, yeah, like I said before, I know a lot of guys who want meaningful conversations, but I know also other dudes who, unfortunately, shallow as a kiddie pool, you know, great guys, but they refuse any kind of meaningful conversation because they don't want to step into that emotional realm. Um, because I don't know, you know, most part probably believed in all those lies of people telling him like, Hey, men don't cry. Don't share your emotions, um, and all that other crap that kind of honestly pisses me off when people say that because it's so important to share your emotions. And dude, I love talking to my mommy about my emotions, man. It makes me feel good when I'm done with it, you know? Get stuff off the chest, you know, and such. She's a great listener too, dude. Um, and then we'll move on to Haley's next question here. Whoa, my, uh. Mouth filled with spit. There for a moment. We'll move on to Haley's next question. Here, question is: um,
1: If you could be a woman for one day, what would you want to do? And then my other question: Um.
0: Oh wait! Shoot! Hold on. Let me pause. Okay. So that's a good question. It's an age-old question. All right. Um, and if you couldn't hear, I'm not sure how the audio is coming through. It sounds good in my ears, but I don't know if it's going to record and encode properly. But she said, "Um, if if I could be a woman for one day, what would I do? And I'd probably cry. <laughs> um, not because... I am a woman and that's bad, but because I've talked to my female friends before and they're like, oh, we, uh, you know, I had a good cry the other day. I'm like, a good cry? What does that mean? And they're like, you know, just put on a sad song or sad movie or something. Just have a good emotional release. I'm like, that sounds amazing. I've only had bad cries. I only cry when I'm, like, at my breaking point and I can't take it anymore. I'm just out here eating a burger with no honey mustard, you know? Such a dumb joke, dude. Um, <laughs> But I think that's one thing I would want to do is, like, I would want to have a good cry, you know? Just sit there and have an emotional release. Um, But... I've tried, I've tried before, but it just doesn't happen for some reason. There's no, there's no sad song, no sad movie, no watching a man, an old man eat in a restaurant alone um, situation that could make me cry. Um, do I perhaps get verklempt sometimes? Do I, do I mayhaps feel that lump in my throat um, where I'm on the verge of tears? Yeah, but it doesn't go past that for some reason And it's not like I'm holding it back or trying to stifle the tears. I'm like, hey, man, you're there. Go. Go if you need to go. Cry if you need to cry. But my brain just says no. And then I just don't cry. I don't get it. So I've never had a good cry before. Um, I would very much so like to do that. Um, And I know that's not like only women can have a good cry. But from talking to some of my female friends about it, Seems like it comes easier to them because uh, exploring your emotions and being open about your emotions is much more um, socially accepted for women than it is men. So they're more adept to that, if that makes sense. Um, another thing: if I was a woman, if I was a woman for a day, hmm, I would just kind of. i just kind of like probably try on clothes, you know, just, just see how the other side lives with clothes. Cause I know how men's clothes feel, but I don't know how women's clothes feel, you know, I'd also, you know, just, just try on some different styles. See how I, see how I, um, my style is as a woman, you know, perhaps I'm more stylish as a woman, um, this is getting so weird <laughs> um, is there anything is there anything else I would do as a woman hmm. I'd probably oh I'd have a slumber party dude those sound fun you know i've 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 never been to one I'd like to go, but then again, I'm a dude, so I don't get admittance to the party of slumber um, because as far as I know, slumber parties are for girls. So, you know, and such, um, I've been to guys sleepover parties, but we don't call them a slumber party, but, and also we just kind of sit there and eat junk food and play video games. Um, but that was mostly in like, you know, middle school, early high school stuff. I don't, have that anymore, obviously, as an adult male. Um but I've heard adult women do that sometimes where they just have their they just have their girlies over. Just for the night, you know, just just hang out in pajamas, watch movies, eat ice cream, and 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 have meaningful conversation at times, from what I've heard. That sounds like a great time. Um you know, just chilling with the girlies. <laughs> Um, yeah. And also probably less hurtful things are said, <laughs> uh, cause you'll go to a guy's sleepover and it's just be like, dude, you're trashed at this game, dude. You're, you're freaking ugly, dude. You're freaking you're trash ping pong, dude. I'll, I'll beat you. I'll beat you up. It's like, what's, I don't know what's happening, dude. Why do we get violent all of a sudden? We were just playing Halo. Um, so yeah, that's to answer that question. I would, have a slumber party, try on clothes and cry <laughs> as a woman. <laughs> so sounds like a pretty good day to me. Um, and then this third question here.
1: Do you do you feel
0: like Actually I don't have another question. Wait hang on, I might send another one. Oh, okay. She's sending so she sent a different one. Oh, okay, okay,
1: okay.
2: What are, like, red flags for you? Not from, like, girls, but, like, or, like, anything, or, like, relationships, like, romantic relationships, but what are your red flags for, like, friendships? Like, what kind of person are you, like, or do you guys, like, uh, like not want to be friends with, you know? I also can't picture
1: that in my head.
0: Interesting. So she's asking me what are my red flags for potential friendships with other men. Um I would say one is and this is not me trying to pander right now because I know that women are listening, but it is like it's something that you kind of notice pretty upfront sometimes. Like there was one time where I was I was, um, at a, at a campus ministry event with my old roommate, Mark, and we were standing there chilling and, um, this guy came up and, you know, he said, you know, somebody invited him to the, to the ministry event. And I was like, oh, that's great. Um, and then he turned to Mark and he was like, so where are all the hoes at? Dude, leave. What do you, like... So that's, I think that's a big thing is how does he talk about women in general? I really don't like, like, it definitely gives me the ick when a dude is just off rip, disrespectfully talking about women, um, because it's just like, it's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary and it's also annoying because they're human beings as well. So why are you treating them as not? Um, so yeah, disrespectful talk about women is annoying to me. Red flag. Um, another thing is a mean person in general. Like their whole thing is like just picking on people. Like I get razzing and, and joking and poking fun. Poking harmless fun at your friends and stuff like that. That's fine. Um, But where their whole thing is just like just making fun of people like that's annoying and it's like why are you why are you doing that just have a regular interaction with someone for once um also a red flag is if their whole personality is politics i don't care which political side they lean on if your whole personality is politics just in general for people you're annoying you're straight up annoying to me like have a personality outside of politics for sure 100% right um you know cuz i couldn't care less about what happens in politics um so if you're talking politics to me i'm going to stop listening honestly um you want to talk about other things that's fine um also dudes who listen to Andrew Tate and all those other things and are like, he did nothing wrong. Dude ran a sex trafficking ring and the evidence is out there on the internet to look up. Like it's not hard to find it. He did a lot of things wrong. Um, Or they'll listen to like Jordan Peterson and, and other things and they're, and they're like, I'm a Sigma. Oh, Oh, what a weirdo dude. I'll get a life. Um, you know, or their hero is Christian Bale playing, um, whatever his name is from American Psycho. Like uh, that guy was a serial killer, by the way. Why is that one of your heroes? Um, but yes, thank you, Haley, for those questions. We will move on to Abby Hines. Abby, let's listen to your questions. Um, she had a good number of questions here. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of hit those one by one. Um, so yeah, we'll get the first question here.
2: Okay. The first question I have, sorry. Um, (laughs) and this is kind of more like spiritual based. So whether or not you want to put this on your podcast is totally up to you, Nick, but, um, I know, like, when we do, like, Bible studies with women and with girls, um, a lot of the times, like, we'll refer to God, like, like a relationship with God is like either like relationship with a father or like a marriage. And I feel like that just feels really natural for women. And the Bible talks about it. It's not coming from nowhere. But is that the same? When you study the Bible with guys, like, do you refer to it, like, as a marriage? Is that, like, weird? (laughs) Or, like, a strange concept to talk about with men? Or is there, like, a different analogy y'all use? Like, I'm so curious about this because I genuinely just don't know. Yeah. Um, So that's my first question.
0: Okay, so she's talking about... um... Basically, like what is what is the relationship dichotomy and ex- explanation between you and God for a men's Bible study? Um, now, I think looking at a relationship with God as a marriage is a very genius way to look at it, but I think it's way easier to connect to that for women because they are women and God is represented as a male when spoken about throughout the Bible. Um, for men, it's a little bit different. And obviously you guys also talk about it as like, you know, he's a father as well. Um, but for men, it's a little bit different because we do do more of the father thing where it's father and son um, and that kind of thing. And yeah, we don't, we don't really go into the marriage aspect of it, at least in my um experience because i think that that would just be a difficult kind of concept for men to connect to at least you know um if we were studying with someone who is a straight man um because he's not going to marry a, uh anything but a woman right so it wouldn't it wouldn't be something that would be helpful for him in connecting to what a relationship with God looks like. Um, but then again, understanding the concept of a relationship with God as a marriage, I think is still very important to have because it is a huge commitment. It is a life commitment and it is a commitment that you want to be prepared to make forever kind of like marriage. Um, And you are giving of yourself and submitting yourself to that marriage with God. So I think it's a very good concept. I just don't think that we use it in men's studies because it would be more difficult for a guy to connect to that concept rather than just connecting to the concept of father and son.
2: My second one has to do with um, man spreading. Oh, yeah,
0: dude. Because
2: I was recently flying— Like, I flew to Austin a week or so ago, and I was in the middle seat between two men, and both of them were manspreading. And, like, I just don't understand why. Is it genuinely more comfortable to sit that way? Or, like, are are men just overdramatic, and, like, it wouldn't kill them to, like, close their knees or, like, cross their legs? Like, I'm just—I'm so confused— And I think, too,
0: like... Okay. So, look. I'll say this. Manspreading is inconsiderate when sitting in a tightly compact area, like a subway, or, as Abby said, she was unfortunately in a sandwich situation on a plane. Where she was between two dudes who were spreading, you know? spreading like miracle whip out there dude um and look i'll say that it is inconsiderate to do it in that situation but also i think most of the time it's not a conscious thing because it is way more comfortable because we got stuff in between the thighs you know um and it's harder for us to keep our legs closed or cross our legs like that because of that stuff in between. Um and so most of the time I would say it's probably unconscious. Um if somebody's manspreading. I usually do try to be pretty conscious about it if I'm in like a tight space with people and I try to try to keep my legs together. And that's also more because i'm uncomfortable if my thigh is touching somebody else's thigh too so i don't really want to do that you know um but yeah i would say most of the time it's unconscious probably some other times there's just idiot dudes out there who are like hey man i'm me i'm gonna spread everywhere i want to dude. i don't care i don't care i'm gonna sit here dude. i'm gonna spread my legs i'm gonna fly um No warm-up, too? I sounded that good? Anyways, third question from Abby.
2: I don't know. As a woman, like, I feel like I've been made so aware of my, like, body and how much space it takes up.
0: Yeah.
2: Is that just not something that, like, men have the same understanding of?
0: Okay, I can answer that, too. Yeah. Um, I would say definitely from a young age, women are often taught to be aware of their body way more than men are um i think that that's an unfortunate double standard i think everyone should be taught to be made very aware to, to should be taught to be made very aware of their own body and how that how it takes up space and you know how their body will make others feel in certain scenarios i think that that's a very good lesson to teach but it's just not really taught to young boys because, well, they won't really even understand what's going on because women mature faster than men, uh, just on a natural basis, not even like bad mouthing dudes or anything like that. It's just true. Um, but yeah, unfortunate double standard, I would say. Um, but yeah, I would say women are taught to be made aware of their bodies way more than men are. So I, is probably what happened with the situation of manspreading becoming an issue uh, in public settings.
2: Yeah. So, Judy. also curious about that. Okay. The third one, I, I have kind of a lot of questions. Um, the third one has to do with mansplaining. Heck yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't think you do this, Nick, but I've noticed. Like, men do it a lot. And what is the deal? Like, why? (laughs) Do do men, like, mansplain to each other, too? Like, is that a thing? But it just, like, doesn't bother them as much as it does when they do it to women. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm so confused about that.
0: Okay, yeah. Hold on. Whoa, hold on. Pause. Okay. Just make sure it was pausing before I got to the last question there. Um, yeah. So mansplaining, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting situation. Um, so I'll say this. I understand. I now understand. I learned this, I don't know, maybe last year, I think why mansplaining is such a, a a big deal to women. Is because they find it condescending when you're explaining something without being asked, because it makes them feel like you're one of those dudes who are like, you know, "Uh, all right, sweetheart, I bet you don't know much about this, so uh, I'll explain it to you, right? But I would say that most of the time, that's not the intention uh, behind that. I, I mean definitely is the intention sometimes because there's dudes who are screwed up and just hate women and such. Um, but I would say most of the time, I think men, I think myself too, included, um, we like to feel smart. And we like to feel that we can explain and teach things to people. Right. And I, I, I'm mostly speaking for myself, but also a couple of of my other friends have agreed to this when I've talked to them about it. And it's not coming from a place of trying to be condescending. It's just coming from a place. Most of the time of like, you know, we want to be helpful. We want to be of use. Um, that's a big thing for guys is wanting to be of, of use, being able to be helpful. And so I think that's, that's a big part of it. And then also, I think that there's, you know, a lot to be said about men being able to talk about their feelings and men being able to be heard. And I think a lot of the time men don't feel heard very often. And so when they see an opportunity arise where they can explain something, I think that there might be a little bit of a, a psychological backing and emotional backing to the fact that they are seeing an opportunity where they can be heard. And they don't realize how it's coming across, which can it can come across as condescending. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the times it's coming from innocent intentions, And then it just happens to blow up in their face because usually they get that, you know, don't mansplain. And it's like, then that pisses them off because they're like, I was just trying to say something. I was just trying to, I was just trying to talk. I'm sorry. You know? Um, But I understand from both angles why that situation can be a a thing. Um, And... I'd say what, what solves that issue is, uh, men just don't explain things unless you're asked to explain something to a woman. Um, and to also answer your other question, do men mansplain to each other? Uh, no, because then we don't call it mansplaining. We call it explaining. (laughs) Um, but I would say a lot of the time in those situations, men won't take it that way as mansplaining because, They'll just take it as like, oh, he's offering up a a different solution to my problem or something like that, or you know, I don't know, talking about cars or whatever. And you're like, you know, I was I was thinking about doing this, and then the guy, the other guy, goes, well, maybe you should try this, and explains that, and then that guy will probably be appreciative of it, or if he's a jerk, he'll probably get pissed off because then he'll be like, what you think you know? You know more about cars than me. Look, men are really interesting creatures. We're very volatile. <laughs> um, you just never know what's going to be said or done half the time, you know. Um Is volatile the right word? I don't know. I would say it, not volatile, but um we're um very unpredictable in communication at least. Um most other facets of our life Men can be pretty predictable. But communication-wise, you really don't know what you're going to get. Because then communication with men is really like a box of chocolates. Um, So we'll get to... Yeah, I hope that answered that question. And uh, we'll get to your last question here, Abby.
2: My last question is, like, when you guys hang out, like, what do you do? Do you sit and, like, talk about life and, like, catch up? Or do you do an activity? Or, like, what... Like, how do guys hang out with each other? I'm so curious about that. Um, yeah, those are all my questions. Um, hope your podcast goes well. Um, I'm sure it will be. Thanks. Um, I look forward to listening to it. Okay, bye.
0: Sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I probably kind of answered that question a little bit more in detail when I was um, answering Haley's questions earlier. Um, but yeah, I think one of two things is going to happen when you hang out with a guy, uh, as a guy, it's either going to be meaningless, mindless fun, or it's going to be something meaningful, but the meaningful stuff has to be set up like a week in advance or something, because it takes a lot of energy for men to put forth that vulnerability and to put forth the energy to be in that meaningful time. Otherwise, if you're just trying to have some meaningless mindless fun with some with some of your guy friends, you could call them that night. And if they're not busy, they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm down. Let's do something." So, yeah. One way, the guy has to prepare for the meeting. The other way, he can be ready that night, right? Um obviously not all for not can't speak. Not for all men, but yeah. And then this is Questions from Brittany Phils. I'm
1: kind of sick, so sorry. Um, but
0: Oh, wait, hold on. Um, also, Abby, thank you for your questions. I'm I'm trying to make sure I, I thank everybody for their questions.
1: X come naturally to guys.
0: Whoops, hold on, wait.
1: But do X come naturally to guys? What's the most adventurous?
0: Oh, wait, ever- shoot, she's going rapid fire. Um, so she said, Do X come naturally to guys? Um, no. I would say no for the most part just because this is going to sound maybe a little bit mean but guys have low standards, okay? Um for the most part. And I think standards develop slowly over time for guys. Like myself I have higher standards because I've learned a lot of lessons and I've grown up in a great environment with parents who have taught me to have good high standards realistic standards but good high standards um and having that self-respect for myself and knowing that i do deserve someone who is good to me and respects me and has self-respect for themselves as well um but i think for the most part a lot of the time guys don't have very high standards so they're not really thinking about icks. um a lot of the, a lot of the time, if they're attracted to you and they're like looking at you and they're just kind of like enjoying your presence or just kind of just adoring the look of you for a bit, um, they're not going to notice you doing something that would be considered quote unquote icky. They're not going to notice that. Um, women, however, I, I, I guess that's what they notice. I don't know. Um, but yeah, guys usually aren't really paying much attention to that kind of stuff, um, because they don't really also care at the end of the day. Like if you do something that's sort of an ick, they might just be like, oh, that was, that was kind of weird, but they're still attracted to you. So it's not going to do anything to their feelings and they're going to be like, well, still kind of want to date her. So I'm good. Um. Whereas I've seen some crazy stuff from women on the internet where a guy lost his glasses in the club and he was tapping the floor looking for them and she got the ick and wanted to end the date immediately. He can't see. What do you mean? He can't see. Or there was another one where the guy literally got hit by a car and she got the ick and lost all feelings for him. Hey man, that's out of his control though. And he also got hit by a car. Maybe check on the guy. Um, but yeah, I know that's, that's definitely not you ladies listening because, um, for the most part, I'm pretty sure I know everybody who's listening right now because not many people listen to this podcast. (laughs) Um, and so y'all are, y'all are great. All right, Brittany, what's your next question? Bring it.
1: What's the most adventurous thing you've ever done?
0: Most adventurous thing I've ever done is probably I flew a plane once, um, um, It was like a Groupon thing my mom got me and my dad for Christmas. And we showed up to this private airstrip where this pilot met us. And he had a little small Cessna plane where he took up people and they got to fly the plane. Um, And he taught them how to fly the plane and stuff like that. And, you know, would help them along the way because a plane is a very interesting instrument to fly. It's very complicated. Um, But, yeah. Basically I flew a plane. It was pretty dope. I was terrified for the first half and then the rest of it I was like, this is sick. Um so yeah. That's probably the most adventurous thing I've done is flew a plane.
1: Do you believe in love at first sight?
0: Okay, so this was the, this was the question that I was gonna answer later. I don't this might be a hot take. This might be something you guys disagree with too. And that's okay. But I don't believe in love at first sight. I believe in infatuation at in first sight. I believe that that's the thing. I believe that you can see someone across the room and lock eyes and be like, that's the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my whole entire frigging life. And I want to be with them. I think that's true, but I don't believe that you fell in love with them in that moment because love to me is unless it's love for your like children it's something that has to be consistently worked on. And, you know, like like when you get into a relationship, I believe you like that person. I believe that you maybe had infatuation with that person. I believe you have have had very strong feelings towards that person. Roman- romantic feelings because you wanted to date them and you ended up dating them. But... I think love comes along the way after you start dating and after you start kind of figuring out more about each other and realizing like, oh, I, you know, that's something that kind of annoys me that she does or, um, you know, I don't really like when she does this or whatever, but you see those, those negatives and then you go, the positives heavily outweigh the negatives and I still really care about her. And I still really want to be with her. And so I think it's when you can see a person's true colors and know that those true colors aren't in any sense um, toxic or up for concern. um, And that you can still see through the negative because people are people. People have negative things about them. And if you can see past all that and not be shallow and be like, I'm going to still love this person through all their negative. That's when love happens. That's love is when you keep working at it because it's easy to fall in love. It's very hard to, or not very hard, but it's a difficult challenge to stay in love and keep working at love. And so I, I, that's kind of how I look at love and I don't know if that made sense. I hope it did though. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on love at first sight. I don't think love at first sight is a real thing. I think infatuation at first sight is definitely a real thing, but love at first sight, no. It's it's not a real thing to me.
1: And what job would you never do and why?
0: What job would I never do and why? Um, Gosh, man. I don't know. There's a lot of jobs out there that are awful. I think sales. I just, I, I want to avoid sales at all costs because it's so mind numbing to me. Um, I took a sales class. I learned a lot from it. I think the professor was great and sometimes I had fun, but at the same time I understood more about the sales world and it made me want to go into it even less. Um, you know, there's just nothing fun about it to me. Uh, sure. You make good money, but Then again, there's a reason it's so easy to get into sales. It's because they constantly need people. And it just feels like a very cog in the machine job. And I don't want a real, I don't want a cog in the machine job. I want a job where I feel fulfilled, where I feel like I'm doing something worth doing. And, um, you know, I feel like that's something I get from um, working in marketing. And I, I hope soon that I can work my way up um, in, for working for this sports team, because I've, I've found that I have a growing passion for bringing people together through sports. I think sports is a great way to just bring people together. And, um, you know, sports are just fun. And, um, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a really fun way to grow relationships. Um, and so if, if I can do, marketing and help that happen, then so be it, you know? Um so this one, this next question comes from Lauren Yi. She did not record this one, so I'm just gonna read her question. Um Lauren Yi is the wife of Brandon Yi, who is a guest I had on a couple episodes ago. So if you want to check that episode out, go ahead. Uh, I think it was a very insightful, fun episode. Um, but this one is from Lauren Yi. She asked, what are things that if it were more socially acceptable men would do more that they don't do now um there's a lot for sure i would say i would say what um being more in touch with their emotions i think myself as a man i'm i'm very in touch with my emotions but it took a lot of work and understanding that it's okay and that i should not be ashamed of that Um, and I think, and yeah, and I, I think that that one's kind of an obvious answer. Uh, that's pretty universal as men would probably be more in touch with their emotions, more open, uh, and honest in general about their emotions. If it were more socially acceptable, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, that's like that's just a big one for sure. Um, hmm, it's a tough it's a tough question because you don't really think about it a lot. What would what would I do if it were more socially acceptable? Well, I think it's just because I kind of live my life in a rather socially um unique way as a man. Um I look out I look out at the world and see how men are and I typically just don't live that way so it's hard to think about it for me. Um mm, I would say I would say they would probably be more um respectful of women and more willing to treat them like human beings instead of objects but it's so inundated in men to be a player get with a bunch of women um you know pass them around and and uh, be that top dog you know and all that other nonsense um and so when you get into that mindset of, oh, I got to be I got to be the man. I got to get with a bunch of women. Women then become trading cards to you and not human beings. And so I think if it were more socially acceptable, men would be more adept to committing to relationships and treating women like human beings instead of objects and they'd probably more quickly want to um, have children one day instead of, you know, dragging their feet on it for a long time and being like, oh, a kid would be a, a, a nightmare, you know, or whatever. Like, I've, I've just heard some absolute nonsense. So, yeah, I would, I, I would say those are a few things um, that if it were more socially acceptable. And it's just unfortunate because a lot of the things... Where something is not most emotionally, uh, something is not socially acceptable for men. For men in general, it becomes super harmful to everyone, and it's usually from very negative mindsets and being all macho and tough. And it's unfortunate. Um, so yeah. Thank you for your question, Lauren. Um, did I... wait? Oh, also, and thank you for your question, Brittany. I keep forgetting to thank people for their questions. Um, this one, this question comes from Kalia Hooper. So, Kalia. Um, yeah, here's your question.
2: Okay, my question is, what really happens in boys' cabins at camp? Because I hear... I hear stories. I hear whispers, but I want to know what it's really like to to be in there.
0: <laughs> um, that depends on the cabin, for sure. Uh, sometimes you get lucky with a good cabin. I've been I've been a camper at summer camp six years in my life, and I've been a counselor for one year. Um, there's a lot of stories I could tell you, and there's a lot of great moments there's a lot of not so great moments and then there's very few bad moments right um but it can either be a madhouse or it can be pretty chill um like one year I had a very chill cabin great dudes um we were all just just having a good time at summer camp. Another year, chaotic. The stenches in that cabin were not of this earth. Um, very concerning. And uh, just overall, not the best experience. Um, one year, my my best friend Austin, one of my best friends, um, he... We were in elementary camp at this time and he took the top bunk. I took the bottom bunk and he, in the middle of the night, vomited from the top bunk onto my suitcase full of my clothes. Um, So that was an interesting experience. Another time, junior year of my high school camp, my high school senior summer camp, um, we were all hanging out in the cabin, chilling, talking. A guy was sitting on the floor against his bottom bunk and from that from the top bunk of that bunk bed uh a pair of underwear fell onto his shoulder from the top bunk Now we're dudes, so that wasn't that disgusting right so he picked up the underwear off his shoulder he was like, oh, it just probably fell off his of his bed. Upon further investigation, this is so gross, the underwear had a uh, streakage, if you will. I hope you're not eating while listening to this. And that dude became furious immediately. And I would, too, because someone's stank drawers just fell on my shoulder. (laughs) But then he was pretty good about calming down pretty quick and he was like bro what is wrong like just like kind of going into it as a joking thing um but he was like bro what is wrong with you the whole cabin started clowning that kid kind of feel bad for him now um but he like put it he put the underwear on the floor and then the guy in the the top bunk that the underwear belonged to he was like bro just pick it up and and put it back up here And the guy went, (laughs) the guy went, no, you pick it up, Stink Cheeks boy. (laughs) For the next three days of camp, that was his nickname. So feel bad for him a little bit, but also, you know, wipe. Um, (laughs) And um, yeah. And our last set of questions comes from Serena Guardiola. Um, I don't know if I pronounced that correct either. So feel free to correct me, but I tried my best, you know, I'm still learning Spanish. Um, so Serena, here are your questions.
2: Hi podcast. Okay. So my first question is, do you guys show their outfits to one another? Like, do y'all get approval of your outfit?
0: um oops wait hold on hold on chill out chill out phone chill out phone work with me here um so okay serena you asked do we get approval on our outfits from other guys um i would say for the most part no it's just not really something we think about but i would say for me i'm trying to update um my closet you know get get a little bit of a better style get into more of a um professional grown-up style less uh Wearing less, um, you know, graphic tees and stuff and wearing more sleek, nice clothing. You know, I recently just bought a jacket. I think it looks fantasmal on me. Um, I love that jacket. Um, but my, I, I would say because of that and my roommate Jake, he has a very good style, very sense, very good sense of, um, style and fashion, um, That I do get his opinion sometimes on things I buy. Now, we have very different styles. And so I wouldn't necessarily wear most of the stuff that he wears. But I can see from what his style is that he does have a good sense of style. And so for my own style, I get his opinion on what he thinks of my clothes sometimes. Like when I bought that jacket, I asked him what he thought. And he said, looks pretty good. Um, so yeah, I would say depends on the guy, uh, but for the most part, I don't think so. Really? We don't really get opinions on our clothes from other guys that much. Do
2: guys want flowers? Is that a thing? Do you guys actually want flowers? My
0: third? Yes. Um, if someone were to give me flowers on like my birthday or something, I'd probably cry. Um... There's that saying, and it's kind of corny, but it's also kind of true, too, um, that most men don't receive their first flowers until they die or until it's on their grave or something like that, whatever the saying is, which is sad. But yeah, man, I I'd love flowers. I think flowers are great. Um, You know. Don't give them to me too much because then it's like, why are you giving me this chore? <laughs> I don't want to have to take care of this all the time. But you know, if you just gave me some flowers one time just to make me smile or something like that, dude, I'd be so appreciative. I'm not fall in love, dude. I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. So I'd be very, very appreciative of that because I think flowers are beautiful. Um... I don't know if it's every guy. I'm answering for myself on that one. I'd like flowers. I definitely like flowers. Um, But I don't know if every other guy would like flowers. But yeah, flowers are great. Smell good too. I like flowers, dude. And then your third question, Serena.
2: Last question is, what is the male equivalent to girls getting their nails done?
0: Hmm. Interesting. Male equivalent to girls getting their nails done. Um, I would say probably, probably getting a haircut just cause I know when, when ladies get their nails done and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's for confidence and looking nice and, you know, wanting to spoil themselves a little bit. Um, you know, just wanting to look down and see, see some nice nails, you know, um, which is completely understandable. As um, soon as I have the money, dude, I'm getting a manicure. For sure, dude. I want to fix up these fingies. Because, um, you know, they're not necessarily gross. It's just, I'd like to get them cleaned up. You know, looking nice. Looking fresh. Um, but, uh... I would say, yeah, getting a haircut. Because when a guy gets a haircut after a while, he definitely feels more confident. Um... And, you know, he, he did it for confidence, did it for looking fresh, um, looking nice, looking clean. Um, so I would say that's a pretty good equivalent to that. Um, another, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I would say, I would say pretty much a haircut is a, is a pretty good equivalent to getting nails done. Um, for men yeah I would say that that's that Um, but yeah that's all the questions I had for this one Um, I did have a lot and there's also a lot more girls that I know that I want to ask questions from so um, if you guys enjoy this let me know and um, I'm probably going to do a part two and that part two I am going to probably have my roommate Jake on and get his perspective on on the questions as well. Um so ladies that are listening, um if you want to send in more questions, feel free to. Um I would love that. And yeah. Um I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope your questions were uh answered. Um sorry if I rambled sometimes. I just tend to. Um and yeah. Thank you for listening too i really appreciate it um tell your friends about it because you know i'd really appreciate more listeners and uh this podcast is very fun i i like to make people laugh i like to tell jokes and if i can um spread my jokes around the world and make people laugh around the world then so be it that'd be great and it'd also be nice to make a bag off of this um (laughs) but uh yeah so thank you for listening it means a lot that you took some time out of your day Um, hopefully your questions were answered. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoy this. Uh, and I hope to see you in the next episode. Peace.